Hey, bestie, I'm so happy you're here. Welcome to Staying Inspired. I'm your hype woman and host, Amanda Yoa, and my jam is inspiring the glass ceiling breakers, the bold move makers, the best life living women in the making. This is the hottest place for empowerment, real conversation, inspiration, humor, and tools for you to up-level your life and make some bold moves in that main character energy. So now that you're here, grab some snacks, sit back, and let's get into it. Hey, besties. Welcome back to Staying Inspired. I'm so excited for today's chat with me. Today, I have Jordana Gumarez, co-founder of Fashionovation, a glo- which is a global platform focused on the reconnecting of innovation and technology and fashion industries. Jordana is also an author with her published book, It Can Be You, which was written to humanize homelessness. So it is so amazing to have you, girlfriend. Welcome to the show. I cannot wait to get into a chat with you. It's such a pleasure to meet you and to be here with you. And yeah, I'm really excited for this conversation. Yeah. And me and Jordana actually met on um, a social app, which, you know, I just like to bring this up because I just, you know, I always talk about collaboration and community and building community and getting yourself out there. So we're kind of in the same spaces and you know, just like each other's vibe. And, you know, so I always try to bring that to the forefront because I'm a big proponent for just, you know, finding your tribe and where you vibe and and building that and, you know, setting that um, momentum forward with people that, you know, match your energy and have the same, you know, concepts to what they do. I just think it's really great. And, um, you know, that's why I love Clubhouse so much. So, Yeah, it's really great to meet you. So I'm going to dive right in. I'm super inspired by everything you've accomplished in life. I want to start this conversation by really getting into what sparked your passion and, you know, in regards to what you currently do. It's so funny because today on Clubhouse, funny enough, um, I was in a room which is called abundance or scarcity. And I think a lot of people look at abundance as money. Where for me, it has nothing to do with it, right? I feel like what's led me to where I am today is really combining what am I here for? What is my why? And what is it that enriches me? What, what, what enriches my soul? What do I enjoy doing? Right. Um, and when I put those two things together, um, really led me to what I'm doing today. And I feel like I live a very abundant life because of that. So, and, Again, like, you know, not saying that I'm not making money, not saying that I am making money, but it's like not even part of the equation in terms of what I'm doing. Um, so what, what is my why? Impact, giving back, helping others, inspiring others. It's what I know for a fact I'm here on this earth to do, and I love to do it. It's what I live for. What do I want out of life in terms of what makes me happy? I love to travel. I love to meet new people. I love to experience things in life, you know, whether it's jumping off a plane for the first time, going whitewater rafting, like I enjoy life, right? Everything that life has to offer, I want it, I want to try it, and I want to do it. So I think when I added those two things together, what I do today, definitely impact is a huge part of it, probably the biggest part of it, because through my successes, I see how much it inspires others, and I'm able to take what I do make monetarily and give back in different ways that I like to give back, which is what I love to do. But then it also allows me, because I work in fashion and tech, 
to be flown out around the world, to stay in like the best hotels, you know? I enjoy that type of stuff. I like the finer things in life, but at the same time, I love to give. So it really, like, I couldn't be more blessed, honestly, to be able to have matched those two things because that's for me is what abundance is. Yeah, I love that so much. And, you know, I feel the same way. And, you know, I think for a lot of people, abundance does come across as like that monetary abundance when you first hear the word abundance, when in reality, it doesn't have to be. And I think that sometimes drives people, you know, especially young kids who are growing up and figuring out where they fit into the world. That's kind of like the first thing on their minds, you know, is that success and building that success and success for them is like monetary success. And, you know, like we live in a world where money is, you know, the way of the world. So yeah, like to a point, you want to be successful to where you're making money. But for me, when I think of like, my past and we'll get into yours in a moment you know like growing up I always thought of that first and it like literally cut me off from everything that I ever wanted to really do for myself like it it makes me bring on this question to you you know like what you're doing now is that what from the time when you were little is that something that you pictured yourself doing so first I'd love to touch on this For those that are thinking money first in terms of success, the reason I think that is, is because they're correlating the money with what they want to do that will eventually make them happy. But reverse it. What will make you happy? What do you want to do? And how much money will that take? A lot of times, if you really think about that in a reverse way, you realize you don't need as much money as you think you do. Then you don't drive yourself crazy trying to run after something when you can already have what you want to make you happy, which is at the end, everyone's goal, right? Um, And in terms of like when I was a kid, funny enough, all I want to do is be like experience life and be around people. That's what I've always wanted to do from a little kid. Um, So in that regard, yes, 100%. Fashion, tech, not so much. It's funny because I always say I like fashion, but I love people. And it's true. And the reason why I think I like fashion so much is because you can literally be anywhere in the world, walk up to anyone, even if you don't speak the same language, and you can connect over what you're wearing. It's like the one thing that we can all connect with, right? So when I think about that, I think that's what you need to being in fashion and tech, tech, because it's how fashion can become better through innovation um but again it's all because of like one it could change lives two it's like billions of people around the world that are involved in those two fields so that's why i got into it but again my original what do i want to do when i grow up is impact people be with people travel the world experience yeah see like i kind of have the same but then i I kind of lost it along the way. So like, and and it's funny because as I've kind of come into what I'm doing now, I'm starting to get like those memories from when I was a child and certain things that I used to do that I kind of like, you know, forgot about 
those memories are flooding back in and it like correlates with what I'm doing now. Like I remember as a kid, I had like my little microphone stand and I would set up all my stuffed animals and I would sit there and like talk to them and put on a performance or like sing or just like, you know, speak to them. And I totally forgot that I did that as a kid, you know, like I lost that part of myself. And I truly believe it's because we go through life sometimes and we have these aspirations as children and then we allow the world and what we think is expected of us to kind of get in the way. And we lose that. We lose that spark and we lose our joy in what we're doing. And for me, that was my truth. I kind of lost my way and was trying to kind of like people please my way through life of, okay, well, let me try this because this occupation makes good money. They're successful. You know, I see other people doing it and they're getting all the accolades and people are proud of them. So I'll just do that and like stay safe, you know, and, and I found myself down this road of like constantly hitting dead ends, not feeling fulfilled. And I think that resonates with a lot of women who sometimes, you know, I've spoken to women who have very successful jobs right now making a lot of money, but they're like, Amanda, I don't like what I do. And I truly believe it's because we allow other people and we allow society's definition of what it is to be successful, get in the way of truly living in our passion and our purpose. Um, so this brings me to my next question with you, because I totally resonate with this as well. As I found myself down the road of, you know, job hopping, occupation hopping, and school hopping. I never finished college. And you had mentioned to me in conversation that you had never went to college either. And I wanted to bring this to the forefront because, you know, I, I feel for a lot of people that they they feel like something is missing or they're in lack because they didn't take that route in life. So what are your thoughts on that with your experience? So I think because so I I I feel like, let me try to explain it because everything comes from like internal with me, right? Like that's a funny thing. I don't live for the external world. I live for the internal me. Um, Something that like, I just, I I live to my own like drumbeat. Like I honestly, like somebody could be making billions of dollars and if they tell me you can make billions of dollars starting tomorrow doing what I do, I'm going to say no because that's you and this is me. Like, and this is where I think a lot of people go wrong, right? And I think, I don't, so college, like, it could be great for some people, but it wasn't the right path for me. Um, because again, I knew I wanted to start working with people. I knew I wanted to be out there. I knew I wanted to experiment. I knew I wanted to do other things. And I wasn't also exactly sure where life was going to take me. In terms of like, okay, I knew I wanted to work with people. I knew I loved people from day one, from when I was born practically. But like, where am I going to work with people? If I was in college, I was going to learn certain skills, da da da, et cetera. But I already knew I was good with people. And that's all that mattered to me at that time, you know? So I literally finished high school and I'm like, I'm just going to experiment. Again, it goes back to experience. I was going to try a bunch of different jobs. So I worked at Blockbuster Video. I was a teller at a bank. I did real estate. I was a manager at Kohan Retail. Like any, and I was a babysitter. Like I took every job and every single job that I had, I was a payroll specialist at the biggest hospital, like chain in Long Island. Like I did so many different things that I even forget as I'm talking about it. But like every single job that I had taught me something different, but it also, it taught me what I liked, what I didn't like. But I also listened for like, what are the 
like, what are the compliments I'm going to get? And are they all kind of like matching up to one thing that eventually could be that one thing that I'm going to do or be? So every job I had, it was exactly that. Like, oh my gosh, the clients love you. Like I love the bank and there was like a line. I had like my car full of presents when I was driving home. I was 19 years old and people were like, what bank are you going to next? We want to go to where you're going. Like teddy bears, flowers. The manager was like, I've never seen this in my life because I cared about people that I worked with. So when I got to realize that, I realized communication and people. So I went to PR and that led me to today in different ways. And that was kind of like my career for a very long time. But I think, you know, college is not for everyone. And if you, again, are intelligent, which majority of us are, our brain are a lot stronger than we give value. Um, and, you know, and, and you listen to yourself internally and you know how to follow that little thing called intuition, you know, like, and you just live the life that you're supposed to live. You're not living someone else's life. So it doesn't matter if you go on like Instagram and someone looks like they're so amazing internally, they could be broken. You have no idea what's going on, but regardless, you don't want to follow someone else's path because it's not your path. Like all of us have a path. That's a hundred percent what I believe, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and I, I want to make this clear too, for anyone's listening, you know, I'm not, this is not to bash people who've gone to college or thinking about it, you know, like this is just our experience, but it's a true thing. You know, like I always felt so rushed and, and really fearful of, of college and going into college because I really didn't have like a clear vision of, of what I wanted to do. And it was kind of, for me, it was a waste of my time and my money and, you know, finding myself and really what truly makes me happy or made, you know, made me happy. And, and most importantly, you know, being in my joy and having fun with what I'm doing. I think that's the most important thing and allowing yourself, like you said, you know, make, you knew you wanted to make an impact. And a lot of people that listen to this podcast, that's their jam too, making an impact. And I think when we, when we lead from that thought rather than let me do what's successful, let me do what's going to make money, let me do what this, that, or the other. When we lead from how can I make an impact, we've right away turn, you know, look internally for those answers because we're bringing who we are to the table. And that's why I think is for me and my journey, that's what was missing me. And that had a lot to do with finding myself and finding, you know, what, how I really, fit into the world. Once I found that, there are other ways too to like invest in yourself and what you're doing. You know, I've invested in coaching, I've invested in, you know, marketing. So am I still learning as I go? Yes, because I'm learning from those people that are like three, five, seven steps ahead. You know, I have people that do things that are out of my realm of expertise. There's people that went to school for marketing. I confide in them to help me with what I'm trying to do. So it's like a huge collaboration that's enabling me and, you know, to build what I'm creating. Um, but I think it's really important to, you know, know that about yourself from the gate of living in your passion and your purpose and knowing where to look. And it doesn't start with the monetary or if mom and dad or, you know, whoever it is that raises you and your family, are they going to be proud? You know, like, did you have support of people when you were like, hey, listen, I'm not going to go to college. No. Were people supportive? Yeah, no. No. Right away. Yeah. <laughs> right? It's like, what? 
<laughs> literally like I mean I was I like again because I go like I'm just like this is who I am and this is what I'm gonna do and it's not to say I haven't fallen down so many times it's not to say I didn't make mistakes it's not to say I didn't suffer it's not to say any of that like I've been you know, through anorexia, I've been divorced. Like I've been through a lot, like so many deaths in my family and close people to me. Like I've been through a lot of things. So I've had my own, like, you know, self doubts, not when it came to my mind and who I am, but when it came to physical things, when it came to things like being bullied in school, like we're all going to go through things and you learn through those things. And when I decided at 18 to not go to college, my mom was like, you're on your own. I actually came home from school and she had like all of like a cleaning kit from our maid. And she was like, here you go. I fired a maid today. Start cleaning. Cause that's what you're going to do. That was her response to it. So no support at all. With that being said, on top of not going to college, I decided to move in with my boyfriend before getting engaged and getting married, which is a huge no, no in my family. So those two things combined, my mom was like, you're on your own. So I left the house. I went to like a 200 square foot studio. I remember it was like in the projects in New York City, which sounds worse than it is. It wasn't that bad, um, but it was very small. Um, and I didn't have money like to buy bread and like cheese. So I lived on whole Vita cheese sandwiches, which are actually really good. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, um, and I was literally like, my dad was a jeweler when I was growing up. Hence, he left me when I was 16 and came back when I was 23 with no explanation. So that was another thing. Lots of daddy issues, which I got over as time went. Um, but with all of that, I, he had, I had a lot of jewelry. So I would literally go to the Diamond Exchange District in New York City, sell a piece of jewelry, go to the market, buy bread and Movita. And I lived that life while I built my dreams, what I wanted to do. Did I cry myself to sleep at nights? Sure. For sure. Did I like, you know, want my mom around? Yes. Was I like devastated half the time, not knowing what I was doing, but I'm like, am I doing the right thing? Like questioning myself all the time, but I got over it and I learned so much. It made me so much stronger. And today there's nothing I can't do. So that's, it's not easy. It's not an easy route. Like follow me you, but at the end it pays off like tenfold. Yeah. And you know, I, first of all, let me just say, whether you go to college or not, at one point in that whole experience, college or not, you will be eating a Velveeta cheese sandwich. So let's just be real. <laughs> but one of the things that you said, which I feel is so important, was like how your mom responded to you saying like, hey, I'm not going to go to college. It's not for me. You're on your own now. And we are though, right? Like our life is for us. And our parents sometimes try to guide us in what they know is safe and known and comfortable. And, you know, for them, it's like school, school, school equals success. School, school, school equals success. And for some, it does, but not for everybody. So I think it's really important, you know, and, and why I wanted to like really talk about this today, because if whether you're going into college and you're listening to this or you're a parent and you have someone that's, you know, heading into their college years, they're finishing out high school and they're like, haven't really been showing you that college is their jam. They can still find their passion and their purpose, you know, encourage them to to really step in themselves and bring their uniqueness to the table. I would honestly say that college equals success could be pretty great person if that's what you want to do. 
that I would say dream equals success. Like, I honestly, like, it's so funny, but, and my mom was laughing about this the other day because we, you know, regardless of how she is, we're just different. We have a very good relationship. But I just got invited to give a commencement speech for the first time for a university. And I was like, I even called my sister. I'm like, I'm giving a commencement speech. It's like, they're like, you? <laughs> We're going to give. But then I was like, they're like, are you sure you want to do it? It's a lot of pressure. Like, you know, it's these kids are graduating. Like, if you say something wrong, everyone will, like, talk about it. I'm like, honestly, like, the more I thought about it, I'm like, what am I going to talk about for 15 minutes? Because it's a long time. And I realized I'm literally going to incorporate my entire speech around dreams. It's going to start with a dream. It's going to end with a dream. Like, that's where I'm going to go. I already decided what it's going to be exactly. I don't know. But that's exactly what it is. Like, when you're a little kid, you dream, right? I want to be an astronaut. I want to be a nurse. I want to be a firefighter. I want to be whatever. When you get through, like, your, when you go to your teens, you still dream, but then there's a lot of people that are, like, kind of stopping those dreams because they're giving what their ideas are of what you're supposed to be. And then when you, like, you know, go to, like, let's say your 20s, you start to dream again because you kind of, like, get out of, like, your, your house. Most people, like, you're not around your parents, and you start to kind of dream again in terms of, like, I'm in my 20s. These are the best years of my life. Like, you know, I want to, I want to retire by the time I'm 30 and be a millionaire. What am I going to do to do that? Most people have that, right? Then you get to the 30s, you realize that was not like necessarily, for some people, maybe it happens, but that's not necessarily like going to happen. Yeah. Like maybe that was not real life. <laughs> but then you, like for me, at least, like, I think I'm going through my year pattern, but my 30s, I was like, okay, maybe that wasn't real life. Like, what am I really supposed to do? And how am I really going to make a career out of what I love? And then usually, I think for most people, even people I've met recently, when you're in your 40s is when you not only are finally understanding who you're supposed to be, you're super confident in yourself. You believe in yourself. You're confident in your own skin. It allows you to believe all over or like dream all over again, being who you're really supposed to be. And then I think you're in your 50s is when you really start to realize like I think the older like people say ah you're 50 like you're done like you know no I think you're just starting you know a lot of times in your later years so I think dreams is like a whole cycle right where it goes and comes and goes but at the end of the day that's what success is if you allow yourself to dream and allow yourself to try to make those dreams a reality and even if you fail you still like you still had a chance to dream and try to make it happen and learn through those mistakes and then dream all over again and make something else happen. But I don't know. I'm a bit I'm right now. No, I absolutely love that. And I think it's so true because, you know, as we as we age, we're essentially growing. So what worked for us, you know, especially if you're into entrepreneurship and making an impact or whatever it may be, you know, you're growing too in that process. So what worked for you in your 30s, you know, you may get into your 40s and be like, okay, now I'm ready for this. What's next? You know, and I think within those experiences and all of our experiences, no matter what time of our lives, it's we're either winning or we're learning. To me, there's no failures. And I used to look at things as like, oh my God, I messed that up and I did this and I can't believe I did that. But 
I found true power and true wisdom when I was able to look back at those things and realize that I didn't fail. I didn't lose. I learned something there. I just wasn't acknowledging it. You know, and we have all that wisdom that we accumulate and bring with us. We're, of course, up leveling in the game and what we do and figuring out, okay, what's next? Like I said, you know, so we're constantly building as a person. We're building as, you know, an entrepreneur, whatever it is that we're doing. We're, like you said, we're just continuing to dream and set that bar for ourselves because I think, honestly, dreaming is what makes life fun, you know, and you never want to feel like you've reached the top. I always want to feel like there's a next dream to be dreamt. Like there's a a next level to be reached because it's fun. It's fun. It really is. Yeah, no, it's so true. And also like I see my kids and it's so cute. Like when I like when I'm with them, I feel like I can be kind of like a kid all over again. And I start to think of like new ideas. They really inspire me in that way. But like if we, you know, all of us, it's funny. I don't know. I'm very spiritual. So when I look at people, I see them and I envision their kid within them. It's almost like I can see, like, even speaking with you, like, if I really try, I can see your face as like a little kid. Like, I always look at, I look at people as little kids. I really do everyone. And it's weird. Weird to some people, but I really do. And when I do that, it makes you also be so much more compassionate toward one another, have more empathy toward one another. Because when you look at someone automatically, like, if you like, tr- everyone can do this. If you try hard enough, you can see everyone as kids, which we all are. We're just bigger, but we're still all learning. We're never going to stop learning and we're going to die making mistakes. So we're all just, we're exactly what we were when we were kids. We're just taller or like whatever. We're just different in the way we look, but we're still that same kid. Um, and so like, you know, I don't know. I just, I think it's just all about like, there's no perfect doesn't exist. It's never going to exist. No matter how perfect you might, might be perfect to you what you're living, but it's not perfect. It doesn't exist. And it's okay because everyone, again, it's, it's just about like embracing what's around you and realizing again, you don't need, like sometimes when I was younger, I had moments maybe where I was like, I want to be a billionaire. What would I do with a billion dollars? I have no idea what I would do. I would feel stressed out. I would take the money and start throwing it at people. <laughs> what would I do? Why would I need that money? You know? So it's like, just think about what you need and what's going to make you happy and then build something that's not just for you, but for others as well. And the rest is history. You're going to be successful if that's you put those two thoughts in place. Absolutely. Yeah. I love that so much. So before we wrap up, I want to ask you a question that I ask every guest that I have on the show, which is, how do you stay inspired? Uh, The first thing I would say is my kids and my family. That's number one, because like they are literally going, my kids are going to change the world. I have no doubt because I will support like any and I guess it's not crazy because it's their idea, but any crazy idea they come up with, I'm going to be like, let's do it. Let's make it happen. You know, so they're literally going to take over the world. I have no doubt. That's really what inspires me is to allow them to have that belief in themselves. Like, I think it's funny for Mother's Day, they gave me a card that said, I love my mommy does this the most or something like that. And the answer was, 
tells me that she loves me and how beautiful I am and that I'm the best every day. There's the, it's like, it's like I wake up, I'm like, oh my God, you guys are so beautiful. I'm dropping them off at school. I'm like, how, are you, how am I holding the hand of the most beautiful girl in the world? I think I tell them literally so much. I think it's over maybe sometimes. Like, it's just something that I'm always going to do till the day, like, I can't breathe anymore. So it's just something that I know, and this is what inspires me most. But the second thing that comes just as close, but obviously a little bit less important because they're my kids, they're my everything, would really be what inspires me is people in the world. I need people to understand that like together we're stronger, that there's no such thing as competition. And that the next time you think to yourself, oh, that person is like amazing because they're a celebrity or they have, they're the president of the United States or whatever makes them bigger in your eyes than what you are. I would just say, imagine them with a really bad stomach ache on the toilet in the bathroom. We're all exactly the same in that moment. And as soon as you visualize that person doing that deed in the bathroom, like, I'm sorry, but there's nothing intimidating about that person anymore. You know? Yeah, I love that. <laughs> That's so funny. That's so true, though. That is so true. Oh, this was such a good conversation. <laughs> Thank you so much, for Jordana, for being here and, and pouring into our community. And for everybody watching and listening, till next time, stay inspired. Thank you so much for listening, Bestie. If you love what you heard, spread the word. Screenshot this episode and post it on your social media. Don't forget to tag your girl. If you would like to show some further love, give this podcast a review over on iTunes. And be sure to follow our Staying Inspired Podcast Community Facebook page. I'm super grateful for each and every one of you. Together, we create that next level self. Till next time, stay inspired.